0: The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for making the choice to join us. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Boy, do we have some good things to share with you today.
1: Absolutely. We are going to hear today from what I would like to call a super advocate and talk about how he has committed his life to serving others and not just himself.
0: Where do you find the people you bring to this program?
1: Well, you'll hear today with this particular interview an individual that I met Uh, outside of the cancer community initially, and then years later turned around and reacquainted ourselves within the cancer community. So this truly was one of those serendipitous moments that the Lord uh, had orchestrated well before I was ever involved with this individual from a cancer care support perspective.
0: Yeah, we'll meet our guests in a few moments, but the theme of our program today really is centered on giving back.
1: Absolutely. Service of others. When we talk about the word ministry, and of course today that term is thrown around a lot when you listen to people, but the word ministry by by pure definition simply means to serve others, in service of others, or service. And so we're going to talk about the ministry of giving back or serving others today. It
0: somehow is made more powerful when someone's gone through a trial of their own and then realize they need to give back.
1: Well, because it's an authentic experience that then a person is speaking from and, quite frankly, are being energized by. You know, there's nothing like someone selling a product that they've never experienced. So, again, it's very inauthentic. You know, uh, I've often said about certain uh, big, tall sports athletes that are, uh, recommending certain cars that I know they don't drive because they can't fit inside <laughs> that vehicle. So at the end of the day, there's nothing like having an authentic testimony of someone who has actually utilized the product and begin to speak from the perspective of the results of that.
0: Well, as I said, we'll meet our guests in a moment, but we want you to go online because we feel our website is just a great resource for you. As a matter of fact, there is a free resource you can download there today called Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. Percy, thanks for making these available. You, you speak. Spend time and energy to write these and make them available?
1: Well, again, we wanted to think through the practical needs uh, in general around the subject of cancer support caregivers and patients. And this it's another one of those great uh, conversations that, again, we try to put some, some structured uh, thoughts around that will encourage people to begin to look at and talk with individuals around what the practical needs of cancer patients are. Sometimes I think we overthink things and we try to get hyper-technical. This document is about being very practical, yeah. being down to earth. Life is very daily. Absolutely. And what are some of those related issues to cancer patients and their caregivers?
0: You'll want to download this resource and put it to work, practical needs of cancer patients. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Thanks for subscribing to this podcast. For yes. those who are regular listeners, tens of thousands of you. How many subscribers roughly do we have now?
1: Well, at the time of this recording, we're looking at uh, right at 177,000 subscribers.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And we know that represents a lot of people who are giving back to others. And uh, we want to encourage that today. Hey, um, this is our first program of the new year, you know. Ah, yes. How about that? You know,
1: time flies so quickly. <laughs> I, I did not catch that. But yeah, we're at the top of the year now. So we're looking for bigger and better, my friend. <laughs> right. Bigger and better. Bigger
0: and better (laughs) bigger and better. Lots of good things to share today, but let me share this. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine personalized care and spiritual support. Learn more at health, hope, and Inspiration.com. What do you got in your hand there? Is that an iPhone or a Bible?
1: Well, you know, it's a combination of both, my friend. <laughs> so
0: turn on your Bible and share something That's with right. us. That's
1: right. So my electronic <laughs> Bible tells us that our spiritual nugget today is found in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 3 through 5, and it reads as follows. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful father and the source of all comfort. Verse four. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us, verse 5, for the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Very important school of thought that'll help us with today's conversation. Yeah,
0: keep that in mind. Cancer gives you the opportunity to start giving back is our theme. And Percy, we've queued up the conversation you had recently with a man who, was a huge encourager of other people. So let's listen.
1: Well, I am thrilled and excited today for this guest. And I, I know I say that all the time, but I really, really am thrilled. Uh, I'm talking to an old dear friend of mine, Robbie Robinson, who uh, I met uh, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America many, many, many years ago. And we'll, we'll share that story in just a little while, who uh, was a stage two non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer patient who uh, was diagnosed in 2002 and is now cancer-free many, yep. many years.
2: 16 years now. 16 years. Welcome to the show, Robbie. Thank you. Very well, Very glad to be here today.
1: How you doing, my friend?
2: I'm so happy I make myself sick sometimes. Well. I tell you, I'm a happy guy. I'm just so <laughs> thankful to be alive.
1: Well, I, as I said in our intro, you treated at CTCA uh, in, in Chicago. Yes. And we, we have a very interesting history of how we met each other. <laughs> and so I'm going to let you kind of kind of share the condensed version of how i originally met you and then how i remet you and then we'll go into your cancer story so i'm
2: coming up to the hospital and every once while i pass in the hall this big tall guy and i think god he looks so familiar i know him from somewhere and he's looking at me the same way and we just kept passing each other and then one day we stopped and got to talking and and, uh, he says i know we know each other from somewhere I, i can't figure out where it's at and i was an old furniture salesman i said uh did you happen to buy a desk in libertyville he goes, oh man, that's where you're. That's where you're from. I knew, I knew you're from somewhere. And he came in with his uh, nephew one day, and we just got to talking. And my personality is a lot like his. Yeah. We just love talking with people, and just had a nice friendship relationship from there on Mm -hmm. and then didn't realize it until a few years later when i saw him in the hallways that we actually did know each other yeah you just never know who you're going to run across in this fight it's absolutely true you you're 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 walking in the
1: hallways of Mm -hmm. of the cancer treatment centers of america in chicago you're 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 now uh, a a newly diagnosed cancer patient 2002 Mm -hmm. Uh, i had started working uh here at the organization around 1996, 97, something like that, and uh, lo and behold, uh, we bump into each other <laughs> after having bought some furniture from you, and so uh, it just goes to show you how God will pull people together and yes. put people together. Yes. Um, you start out as a cancer patient, you do clinical treatment. Let's talk about the day when you was first diagnosed, Robbie. Sure. What, when how, I found out. Yeah. How did you? Where did? How did you find out? And how did you feel when uh, you were told?
2: I was having some fatigue problems. We had just opened up a new store in the business and uh three times bigger than the one we had and everybody was dragging the first month. Mm. Second month they're all running around. I'm trying to find a sofa somewhere I can find out sit down and hide for a while to right. get some energy. Right. And I started having cramps all the time, especially when I would eat and then they were just all the time in my midsection. Mm. Went to my doctor, did all the blood tests. My blood tests were paper perfect. Uh upper GI showed nothing, colonoscopy showed nothing. Uh, my doctor basically looked at me and said Rob, I believe you have food amnesia. I said, food amnesia? What's that? Mm. She said, I think you're just eating more than you want to admit to yourself or me. <laughs> I said, isn't there something else you could do? She said, well, I could run a scan. I haven't done that yet. Ten days later, 9.30 at night on a Thursday evening, I get that call. Well, we did see something there. It's a, some kind of a mass. It could be an abscess. We don't know. Ten days after open surgery to, to get a biopsy, yeah. uh, I was complaining to a friend that night. He said, everybody you know is going to tell you somewhere to go, something to take, somebody to see. Try this place up in Zion, see what you think. Called, got my insurance problems figured out within two hours. Is There'll be a package tomorrow morning from FedEx. will be there at 10 o'clock. And I'm thinking, yeah, right, I'm not going to hold my breath waiting for this. 10 o'clock, that, that truck pulled up. I was never as happy in my life. I said, they get it. They understand this sense of urgency that I'm going through, that every cancer patient goes through, I believe. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and just from there, we started coming up here and uh, went from there. So you're, you're, you're diagnosed. Once mm-hmm. you get all of that worked out,
1: you're, you're told that you have cancer. Um, you start clinical treatment and care. Uh, mm-hmm. You do chemotherapy. You do radiation. Eight
2: months of uh, chemo. Five, okay. You know, yeah. And so rounds
1: in eight months. Absolutely. And and and, you know, you begin to what I interpret because as I knew you and then when I began to really engage with you within the cancer environment and community, uh, you just became what I call and this is my language. And Mm -hmm. if you want to correct it, please feel free to do so. You became what I call a super advocate. You just became this guy that felt compelled that I'm going to talk to anybody and everybody about what my journey was what my experience was, and I don't want anybody basically to to go through what I went through the way that I went through it without being able to talk to somebody. Right. Is that a fair assessment? Oh,
2: definitely. I think uh, the only way we're going to get the fear out of this is to talk about it. Okay. Uh, if that fear is removed, people will be more apt to do the one thing that they actually have some control over that could have a, a uh, definite hand in this is early detection. If I'm not afraid, most people are afraid of what they're going to find out. Yep. To me, it's a positive. You're going to find out that you either have nothing and you're going to feel fantastic because I have nothing. Absolutely. Or you're going to find something and you're going to feel great because in your mind, I caught it. Yeah. So it's not a, it's a win-win either way to get those tests done early. So you, you have been cancer-free since when, my friend? Since 2000, right after treatments. Uh, so I've been cancer-free and three years ago, I had to do a colon resection because I started having some okay. problems in the colon and okay. I lost a brother to colon cancer four and a half years ago and... Uh, the doctor said, you either do something now or you're going to be fighting colon cancer in two or three years. So we did a colon resection three years ago. Okay, But other than that, I haven't had to do anything other than deal with the after effects, neuropathy, pain management, the normal things people deal with. Since the early
1: 2000s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that being said, you've, you've been around a long time now yep. to basically tell this story, to beat this drum yep. and to herald this message, if I can frame it in that yep. way. Uh, some of the things that I know that you do, and again, we don't need to go into all the mm-hmm. great details of that, is that you've worked with the Cancer Fighter community, which is an organized group of, yes. of, of former patients who are uh, poised and positioned to talk to new cancer patients, to share and encourage. I know that you talk to patients you know, anywhere that you have opportunity mm-hmm. to do that. But the thing that I really want to get to and talk a little bit about, and, and it's relatively new for you, uh, is not a new message, it's just a new platform, is that yes. you have your own podcast Talk about that. What are you doing, man?
2: Are you out of your mind? (laughs) A little bit, but that's what makes life exciting. Um, It was just another venue. A patient here approached me about it. He liked the way I talked to him and his wife originally when they came a year or two ago. Um, Said he saw me talking to other patients. Uh, Liked the way they were always smiling when they left me. He wanted to take this message of hope to those who can't get out of the house. I can remember sitting at home being so fatigue that i couldn't hold my head up would be laying on my shoulder sure couldn't go anywhere and in this day and age now i can go on facebook and watch somebody talking about this and so our goal was to take that message not so much about just that but if fighting hard saved you every one of us would live people that die fight the hardest so i came to the realization that it's not what saves you is fighting hard you do those things because they make your day better the quality of my life is better if I fight hard, if I think right, if I eat right, if I exercise. My day is going to be better. Nothing guarantees the length of life. So I came to the realization that it wasn't about how long am I going to live. It's about how am I living and who am I affecting by how I live. And this became another opportunity and a venue to express that. that I call it creating the desire to inspire in others. Okay. So- I'm gonna put a pin there because yep. I heard a yep. couple of
1: things. Number one, I'm gonna say this facetiously so anyone, so no one will take me serious. <laughs> hey, quit trying to take my job, man. Okay, I, I, I have a podcast too, you know. No, and there's room for all of us out here, and unfortunately. certainly, unfortunately, and certainly with regard to this message, we need yeah. as many people mm-hmm. out here talking about this, who, and particularly those who, as you have been, who have yeah. been there and done that and got the t-shirt to prove it. But I want to back Sorry, up. We'll- I want to back up to a couple of points that you made that I thought was very interesting sure. and important to note that uh, if only fighting hard would save your life, everybody would be a survivor. Uh, and you you gave a, a quick litany and a laundry list of things that you know if you do this and you do this you know it adds to the quality of your life one of the specific things that's important to this show mm-hmm. and this audience is the fact of course I'm the reverend you know that and mm-hmm. I'm the preacher guy and you know that's the community that that I am uh, engaged with and to in the in the community that listens to this show regularly let's talk about the role of spirituality and sure. faith and how that played a part for you yeah. how did that help you how was that part of who you are this is not about having correct theology or the correct nope. religion this is about how did spirituality and faith sure. uh, make a difference for you with regard to all of the other mm. things that you talked about
2: well first of all it helped with the acceptance of it huh uh, everybody probably has that one thought when they find out i have cancer oh my god i'm gonna die yep then my second thought was well yeah you are everybody's gonna die <laughs> We just don't want it to be from this, and it. And I, we just don't I want did, it to be today. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I didn't have the sense of fear that I thought I might have had, sure. and I believe that's because of my faith. Okay, um, you know, I know this is a temporary existence, yes. and pain and suffering is part of it. Yeah, um, but I didn't want it to be. Uh, so, so I used that that when I went back to talking about if everybody everybody fights hard, so everybody should live. There's a higher power that allows us this that graces us with time and if he has what am I going to take do with that time I didn't want to foolishly spend that time on myself I wanted to invest it in others and make it mean something I did not want this to be about just me I respect when somebody says you know what I beat it it's behind me I don't want to think about it I don't want to talk about it but when they do think about it all they're going to think about is their own pain and suffering Mm. because that's where they left it Mm. if you turn around and it took me four years to get the energy to do this but once I was able to take the focus off myself and put it on the others. Be in the service of others, which spirituality is all about. Absolutely. And what greater opportunity than in a situation in a person's in a in a, in a time in a person's life that could be literally a, a life or death situation. Correct. Uh, and so I just started doing that. I started coming up here more often. Um, I I just use that as a guiding force. Uh, my spirituality. I know this is temporary. Uh, this body. So I'm not worried about this, buddy. I'm going to try to keep it in as good a working order as I can while I have it. Yep. Uh, I try to thank everybody here at this hospital. When I see somebody in the bathroom cleaning that bathroom, I say, excuse me, I want to thank you for cleaning this because you're just as important to me as that doctor. If you don't keep this clean, I get sick, I can't help anybody. Right. When I was laying in that room with a knee replacement here, they coming and cleaning the floors. Thank you for doing that. If you don't do that, if that guy washing dishes doesn't keep them clean, I get sick, I can't help people. Right. So I always try to do that and thank people for being a part of this
1: and what i'm hearing you say with regard to that is that you know and again it's absolutely true one of the core fundamental uh principles of Mm -hmm. of being able to display and really articulate one's faith and belief is service to others yes. and you know sometimes people lose sight of that this is not about just being in your little private sanctuary and you pray and you meditate and you read your your holy scripture ultimately faith without works is dead yes. that we're supposed to display something from our sense of faith and faithfulness and connection to God and that's what yeah. I'm hearing you say put
2: into practice what we preach basically. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's just like anything else. The more you practice it, if you practice it, being kind, you will become very good at kind being Mm. kind. You'll, you'll be able to recognize the opportunity to be kind more than if you just didn't do it. Got it. Got it. And I try to use those as a guiding force of everything I do. I don't want somebody to go through this without help from others if they don't have to. And the more we're open about this, the more fear is the less fear is in it. Uh, people will feel more empowered.
1: We're talking with Robbie Robinson today. I call him super advocate. He doesn't call himself. that That's what I call him. I think I'm going to get him a cape and I'm going to get that embroidered on there because what I know for a fact of this man, and I say this with all clarity and sincerity, uh, from the moment that I met him, uh, after he became a cancer patient, I know that you have been out shaking the bushes. Yes. You have, you've been out beating the pavement and you've been giving this same message now for, if my math serves me mm-hmm. right, that's about 17 years yep. or something like that, that you've been talking talking about exactly this, and that is being hopeful, uh, being encouraged, uh, fighting, and being strengthened by support of others as a result of what God has done in your life.
2: Uh, I tell you, I just feel so blessed to have the opportunity to do what I get to do. I think I feel like my whole life was in preparation mm. for this journey once I had cancer.
1: Well, and let's talk about that because sure. one of the things, and we mentioned it in the last episode, I really want to dig into it a little bit so that you can give uh, location, time, and sure. all that good stuff. Yep. You are, you know, I'm jealous he's got his own podcast. <laughs> I thought I was the only guy that was doing podcasts about cancer, Sorry. but I guess I got to share that space with Robbie. There's
2: no, pl- Unfortunately, there's plenty to go no, around
1: no, in this no. My friend and my brother, I say that facetiously, I'm, I'm excited about what you're doing sure. because there is opportunity and space for everyone to get out here to do something similar to this so i am a cohort and i uh celebrate what you're doing thank you so you have a
2: podcast show called what it's called not done yet not why Uh, not done yet well we're not done yet okay we're we're still fighting okay Uh, there's a lot to do still uh, another patient approached me about it we wanted to reach people who couldn't get out of the home as much uh, and could listen sit at home and listen to us and talk to us yep encourage them I actually had a perfect example is two weeks ago we did a show my two other co-hosts couldn't be there so I did the show myself that night a patient called me from here we talked about an hour he said, I'm sitting at home feeling miserable I'm hurting I'm feeling guilty because mm. I'm in pain I can't do anything about it and you hit right on top of every one of those I don't feel like I'm the only guy rowing a boat. To me, that whole day was, was worth it just to have that one guy call me and let's talk for an hour, and it changed his whole perspective that day. So where can people find okay. this podcast? Not Done Yet is broadcast on Facebook Live and 21.6 The Net. It's a downloadable app that you can get on your iPhone or your Android. Um, it's broadcast Tuesdays between 12 and 1 p.m. Central Time on 21.6 The Net. Uh, and you can go on. you can get that on Facebook or you can go to Facebook Live and look up our page, Not Done Yet, 21.6 or 21.6 to net and see our show. And you know, I must love
1: you if I'm gonna give you some time <laughs> with regard to talking about your show. So, and so, with that again, no, in, in all sincerity, I love you, Robbie. We have a long abiding relationship, yeah. and I am so grateful and I'm excited about the work that you're doing. So, thank you. You are talking with former patients, yes, caregivers, um, yeah, doctors. Yep. Who have you talked all to on your show? Who are you talking to? Uh,
2: f- we've had several patients who uh, I looked in the paper one day and I saw a patient in there. He was talking about being a cancer patient and how he is things that he was doing now afterwards he was ma- building bunk beds for love incorporated which uh supplies furniture and things for people who are in abusive situations uh, and we want to we wanted to highlight if you're like i said if we're fortunate enough to live through this what are you giving back what are you doing now to, to make somebody else's life easier In this? because
1: i wanted to really talk about your motivation and your mm-hmm. focus is and you explain this In pretty good detail in our last segment, if you didn't listen to the first uh, segment of this interview, listen to the previous segment with Robbie, it'll bless Mm -hmm. you. But your uh, internalization of what you consider to be connected spiritually and being blessed by God is that we have to take that and we have to do something with that and serve other people. So you're reaching out through your podcast with this medium and this platform to serve them. And that's what is motivating
2: this. Yes, completely. To be in the service of others.
1: So you're talking to former patients. You're you're allowing them to tell their Mm stories, just like I'm allowing you to do right now. Have you had an opportunity at all to talk to any clinical professionals on the show at this Uh, point?
2: Yes. As a matter of fact, um, Catherine Puckett from here is going to do an interview about mind-body medicine. Okay. So each week we try to take a different uh, subject and uh, have a guest, whether it's a patient. Uh, One of our guests, we talked about... Over Memorial Day weekend, myself and another friend lost a good friend to cancer. Mm-hmm. And Excuse me. A friend of ours died while beating cancer daily. That's how I put it. Okay. I don't say we lost anybody to cancer. okay? Um, because as long as your will, your spirit, and your attitude doesn't change, we win no matter what the body does. That's absolutely correct. So that, that's what we want to focus on is if you were blessed with more time, what are you doing about it? Yeah. So that's our driving goal. Uh, so we have different people. We have uh, patients on who tell their story. We have clinicians on. We have all types of people who have anything to do with this fight, right? basically.
1: Let me go back to a principle because you, you mm-hmm. really threw out something that's near and dear to my heart. And I've taught this and preached this at worship services and at churches to cancer mm-hmm. patients. Uh, and it reminds me of a message that I shared, which was entitled, you know, uh, Don't Waste Your Cancer on Just Living and yes. Surviving. Because ultimately at the end of the day, and you just said it, what are you now now going to do with this time that you you went through this process and there's a lot that goes into that. You've been down that road. You've had treatment. You've been diagnosed. You've had mental, emotional highs and lows. You've had physical challenges. So you went through all of that just so that you can sit on the front porch and drink a mint julep?
2: (laughs) Not going to happen. Don't waste, you're I, saying I don't waste no. this experience on just trying to live and survive. You're supposed to do something with that when you're Definitely. done. Definitely. We all have passion. We all have talent. Put those two together, make a difference in somebody else's life. Then you're successful in life. I'm a big believer. You're not successful in life, in business, family, anything, unless somebody else is benefiting from what you do. Then you're successful. Mm. If it's just about you and what you get, you're never going to be happy. Mm. You never satisfy yourself enough. It takes so little to do for somebody else, and the the return is so much greater than the effort when you do something for somebody else. Because there's somebody that's listening to this program right mm-hmm. now who's probably sitting on their couch,
1: they've just had chemotherapy, or they've just had a tough time, or they may have just been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Or there may be someone listening who have just finished their treatment and they're being told, you know, theoretically you're cancer free. I'm hearing you say to them, it's now time to pick up and go do something with yes. all of that and make a difference in someone else's life. What's now in your, not in your rearview mirror, mm-hmm. what's in the
2: windshield for you? What's coming down the road for you, my friend? Well, I'm supposed to be slowing down in life. I'm gonna be 64 in October, yes. and I'm supposed to be slowing down with Forget my wife, and it. I've had more doors open in the last six months yeah. than ever before. Yeah, the guy um, I know is not slowing down, no, I doubt that. I, my personal drive from this, and I wanna speak on that in just a moment. Please. Um, when I was diagnosed in 2002, I had a brother-in-law that was misdiagnosed Uh, About a month earlier than me. And in seven months, he was gone. Mm. Um, Now, obviously, this man fought as hard as anybody. had a great attitude. My sister says it makes her upset when people go, if you just have a great attitude, you'll beat this. I think it's a fair point. Like I said, it's not about that. Yes, you're going to fight hard. Yes, you're going to try to keep a positive attitude. I want people to understand that just because you've been told that you have cancer, you've also now been given a a great power, uh, the power of inspiration. Mm. The moment someone hears you have cancer... Oh boy, you see how I, Rob's got cancer. I guess I can go to work today. Mm-hmm. So, without even realizing it, you're inspiring people that you don't even know about yet. Sure. Then, once you understand, there's nothing wrong in knowing what you're good at. Uh, if you have the ability to inspire others and you practice that, you will be better at it. So, that's what I try to do is, like I said before, I want to instill that desire to inspire in others. To get out and do something don't make it about just us it's not about just you at home sick the reason you're going through this is because somebody out there needs you Mm. so you need to get through this so you can start helping those other people and so with that give me your working def you've used two
1: words consistently through the last couple of episodes and i'm always i like to do some wordsmithing and get sure. people's feedback you use the word hope and you've used the word inspiration
2: define first the word hope for me and then hope. define the word inspiration hope for me. means that faith exists I, I hope faith means that hope exists hope means things will be better I just simply think things will be better. Okay. That's the simple definition of hope. So there's an expectation there. Then yes, basically. Yes. You, okay, You have to expect that. Okay. And, until our creator tells us different, we're going to be here and okay. we're going to endure what we go through, whether we want to or not. Got it. And there's many times I didn't want to endure what I had to go Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Uh, but don't give up. I, You know, I lost my brother-in-law seven months. He was a local deputy sheriff. Just getting ready to retire, 50 years old, and my sister and him had built a pool on the house. He never even got in a pool. Seven months, he's gone. Wow. I had a really rough time with that originally with the Survivor's Guilt. And I still think to this day I use that as a motivational tool, the sure. Survivor's Guilt. I can see how. Uh, then I lost my brother in uh, four and a half years ago to colon cancer. Uh, I use that as a motivation. He would still be here if he'd done different thing, things, a little different, maybe. Understood. I just didn't want it to be about me. I, I didn't want that to happen. Okay. Uh, I, wanted, I looked at it and saw this great opportunity to make a difference in people's life, like I said, in yep. a very life-and-death situation sometimes. Yep. The reason I understand inspiration so much, four years after treatment, I wanted to do something different. I went to Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, had a program called Team and Training. If you do a fundraiser for them, they will coach you and work with you and get you into endurance events, half marathons, marathons. That's right. You have been doing that. <laughs> century bike right. rides. Yeah. And I went to the meeting, and they're saying, everybody does what we tell them 99% of the people make. it. I'm sitting there thinking, I'd avoid gym class in high school, and I'm thinking of walking a marathon. Mm. Chemo brain has set in. Mm. <laughs> All week long, I talked myself out of it. This is stupid. I'm. I'm at that point, I was 325 pounds. My weight had blown up like, there's no way I can do this. Next weekend, we're at, a, uh, at the Walter Payton Run in Arlington Heights, here close. And this young man named Sean Swarner, 2006, was there. He was 30. Sean told his story about having cancer twice when he was a teenager. He had Hodgkin's lymphoma at 12, in and out of a coma for a year, almost died. Wow. 16, he gets a rare lung cancer, loses the use of most of one of his lungs, so he only had one functioning lung. Yeah. When I met him at 30, he had already climbed six of the seven summits in the world. Was preparing for the seventh, took him two times, but he did it. Since then, he's been to the North Pole, the South Pole. I remember looking at him and thinking, if that kid can climb a mountain with one lung, I could do a little walking. Wow. So he inspired me to re-challenge myself. I understood the power of inspiration at that moment. Yeah. I ended up being able to walk two half marathons, a full one, and a Smoky Mountain Hike. Um, I got another goal set in a couple of years. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Okay. And the reason I share that with people is not to say, oh, look what I did, but look what's possible. If I can go from not being able to walk around my circle driveway four years earlier to doing that, can you get through today? Can you get through this treatment? Yeah. And somebody can look at me and say, if you could do that, I can get through today. It's worth every drop of sweat and every step I took to me to do that. Now, that gentleman that I was talking about, Sean Swarner, goes every year to Kilimanjaro and takes a group of cancer survivors. So I've shot my mouth off and started telling people I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro now. There we go. Two years from now, hopefully, uh, I'll be on top of that mountain with a flag uh, with names on it. And uh, it's just another opportunity to inspire somebody. If I can do that, not, oh, boy, look what I can do, but look what you can do. Well, being the
1: guy that I have known you to be, and we gave the history of our relationship, and that is a true story. uh, I've known you a long time, my friend. I've seen you personally up close and in action. You're not making up a word of anything that you stated today. Uh, You have indeed been a source and a force of hope and inspiration to many. Uh, Kilimanjaro is in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So with with the closing moments, I want to say this. You went from a furniture salesman to an inspiration salesperson. Yes. And I thank you for your journey. I thank you for your friendship. And I thank you for your calling to serve others with your sense of faith and hope and belief. And today, you are a blessed man. Please tune in to the podcast.
2: Not done yet. Not done yet. On 21.6 The Net, Facebook Live, Tuesdays between 12 and 1 p.m. Central Time. Not done yet. Where cancer slayers go to sharpen their edge. God bless
1: you. This is Robbie Robinson. <laughs> Thank you for having me today, Stage I appreciate two, it. former stage two non Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer patient <laughs> who is now a thriver and survivor and is about to take killing my gyro. Oh, God yeah. bless
0: you, brother. <laughs> Thank you. What a treat to meet Robbie here today. Percy, thanks for bringing him to us. Yeah, he's a dear
1: friend of mine, and he is someone that I can certainly say that I've known a long time, and I've witnessed and watched the work of his ministry and his service to others. And he is relentless in his quest to go out and inspire others with his message of hope.
0: Will you let us know when you hear about uh, Mount Kilimanjaro? Absolutely. I'd like to hear.
1: Yeah, I want feedback (laughs) and I want photos. And and knowing Robbie as well as I do- He's gonna do it. That's going to happen, yes sir.
0: (laughs) If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, um, my notes on the conversation you just had with our guest—I mean, they're all over the page here. So many good things he shared.
1: He, he shared a plethora of thoughts and 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 ideas, but centrally located around the idea of 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 a paradigm shift in thought. That I think that sometimes uh, individuals who are fighting to live with cancer uh, may in fact um, be focusing on the wrong thing, and and so he ch- he's challenging the school of thought that this is not about fighting just to live as much. This is fighting uh, to to have a quality of life that ultimately will allow you to serve others with the way that you live and inspire others. So it really... He shifts the per- the priority around that this is really not about you. This is really about others around you that you can bless with your experience.
0: Yeah, at the top of the show today, you referred to him as a super advocate. Uh, let's talk more about that.
1: Yeah, w- well, I use that term because advocacy, again, we live in the day and age that that term is used an awful lot for a lot of different reasons. Uh, we see all sorts of uh, commercials on TV about save the whales, save, you know, wayward animals, you know, save the tree, <laughs> save the planet, you know, the, 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 all of these advocacy groups. Uh, But I think that, you know, in a a lot of all of the advocacy that we see about other things, sometimes we've lost sight of what the real advocacy is, and that's the the most precious resource that God has in the planet. is not gold, it's not uranium, it's not plutonium. It's the human resource. Uh, One of the great things that were done in corporate America when they changed uh, their department of where people were hired, they began to call that area the human resource department. Mm -hmm. The most precious commodity to God is the human resource. And so uh, Robbie is a super advocate of the most precious resource in the earth, and that's human beings. And does that not sound much like uh, the mentality of our Lord and our Savior and our God, who was concerned about the entire whole world? And so uh, I call him a super advocate because once he worked through his dynamic of being a cancer patient, something clicked in his head that this is not about me. This is all about all of the people that I possibly will have access to. And one of the statements that he made that I thought was very interesting, from his perspective, he said he felt like— That um, his whole life was prepared for his cancer journey. Mm. I thought that was very interesting Mm -hmm. because in his opinion, he said that, um, you know, cancer basically gave him the gift of inspiration about that. Now, I want you to really process that school of thought. I want those that are listening today. How many people actually consciously are processing? Oh, cancer is really a gift to empower me to be to inspire other people it's a it's a completely different paradigm of thought that he utilized that then he became hyper energized uber energized around the fact i want to be an advocate to everybody that i know around the subject of cancer so i call yeah. him a super
0: advocate yeah and i know you picked up at this as well but when he said that if fighting hard won the battle we'd all survive
1: it's an amazing unbelievable challenge of thought and as I processed that and when I first heard that, I had never really thought about that. I've never heard anyone else even make the point. But he raises the point that uh, the argument can be made that, you know, people do not necessarily, quote unquote, uh, succumb to their battle of cancer because of lack of effort. And and he actually has a completely different school of thought around the fact that he says, I don't know people who have lost their battle to cancer. I know people who have transitioned in the process of fighting back yeah. against Caught cancer. Caught himself there, Absolutely. didn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. it's a powerful school of thought. But at the end of the day, that there were some other things that were necessary, potentially, to allow a person to be a, a, a survivor and a thriver. And it's all focused around service of others. And so uh, and in many cases, he's right. Possibly some people are simply so focused on fighting to live that they forget about the reason why they have the opportunity to live, and that is to impact the world. That is to, to gift uh, a blessing to the planet, and again, is that not? And I'm not calling or suggesting that that Robbie is Christ in any fa- form or fashion. But the philosophy of Christ was, he said, "I came to lay my life down. Mm-hmm. I, I I came to give freely of myself that others would benefit from that gift." And that's really what he's saying. I'm I'm gifting myself to the rest of my world and my environment around me based upon my experience. So really, my cancer journey really wasn't about me. It's about all of the other people around me who are watching me and that I have access to and I want to live well in front of those e- individuals and therefore for him cancer gave him the gift of inspiration
0: well we know there are lots of Robbies out there maybe you who are listening uh, maybe you're a Robbie uh, the American Cancer Society says nearly one out of three people in the US have cancer during their lifetimes This is a challenge for churches because caring for people living with cancer is something that churches can and we believe should help with. That's why we developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need. If you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and our monthly informative email newsletter. So visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page there and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. It would be so great to see lots of our listeners respond to that.
1: Absolutely. So please, we we have provided tons of resources, and we want to continue to nurture the faith community uh, with a relationship and resources that will empower you to meet the needs of your community and your church with regard to cancer support.
0: All right. I know you're chomping at the bit to get back into the scriptures, but uh, let me share our resource again. It's free. It's available online right now. Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. You can download this resource, uh, use it in your own life, share it with others who want to give back. Practical Needs of Cancer Patients, available at healthhopeandinspiration.com.
1: Well we'll close strong with the scripture that we Opened with and again now that we've Heard from what again I call a super Advocate who talked about the power Of his faith that allowed him to Accept his cancer and then turn around And begin to focus on others versus Himself second Corinthians The first chapter verses three through five Says all praise to God The father of our Lord Jesus Christ God is our merciful father And the source of all comfort He comforts us in all Our troubles, so that we can comfort others when they are troubled we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us for the more we suffer for Christ the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. And so today be encouraged to know that there is a plan and a purpose potentially for your suffering and for your trials and tribulations that ultimately someone else is waiting to hear and see how you are handling your scenario that will be a blessing to them as you continue to be comforted by your Lord and your
0: God. Thank you, Percy. And we don't take it for granted that you listen and join us each time we release one of these podcasts, but thank you for subscribing Thank you for telling others about the podcast, for reviewing this podcast on iTunes. That means a great deal to us. We
1: are grateful and we are humbled. Remember to keep us in prayer as we continue to bring you information and conversation that will be fruitful to this community. God bless you. And again, thank you so much.
0: Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, my brother, my brother. God, good to be with you.
1: Well, you know what we got to go do now. Uh,
0: I know. We got work to do, so you, what? You tell me about it. Hey, we got to go
1: chop some wood, All my right. friend.
0: We're going to do it. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
3: If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person